0: Hi, this is Doug Jones. I play Cochise on Falling Skies, but right now you are listening to Berserker Cast. Berserker
1: Cast, episode number 11 Doug Jones Interview. Golden Spiral Media presents Berserker Cast. A podcast dedicated to falling skies on TNT. Each week we discuss the action and drama that unfolds as Tom Mason, Captain Weaver, the Berserkers, and the rest of the Second Mass fight to win back the planet from the alien overlords. Call in your thoughts about each episode at 304 837 2278 or email feedback at GoldenSpiralMedia.com. And now, Berserker Cast. <laughs> Welcome to Berserker Cast. I'm Daryl,
2: and I'm Emily.
1: We have a really exciting uh, episode ahead of the listeners, don't we?
2: We we do we do. It's very it's very exciting to be able to share this particular interview with you. Not only because it's the second interview I've ever done, uh-huh. but because we couldn't have asked for a better interviewer. E interviewee interviewee
1: <laughs> interviewery. No, no kidding we just wrapped it up we're doing the intro after we just spoke with him you know we've been teasing all season that we were going to have doug jones and then it didn't work out and then we were going to have doug jones and then it didn't work out this time it worked out and boy is it fantastic Yes, it
2: yeah. was, it's worth
1: the wait. It definitely is worth the wait. In fact, it worked out better because now here we are deeper into the season. We know more information about Cochise. We had a lot of him on screen last night. And so he was really able to tell us more information than he would have been able to provide us had we interviewed him much earlier in the season.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point.
1: Well, what do you say we quit yapping and let Doug do the talking?
2: I like it. Ah!
1: Well, today we have a very special podcast for you. It is our pleasure to introduce Doug Jones into the uh, virtual Golden Spiral Media studio here. And uh, Doug has been around for, what, 30 years, something like that? How many years have you been? Well,
0: I've been around for 54 years, but I've, <laughs> but I've been in the showbiz for 28 years now. 28 yes.
1: years, all right. Of course, we... Might best know you as the Volm Commander Cochise on Falling Skies, but oh, wow. anybody who has any sort of geek cred at all will probably also recognize you as the uh, spy Morlock on the Time Machine, the Ice that, Cream. That's going back a bit. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're trying to go back. We have
2: we, we are... have some people that will go that back. <laughs> we that Okay. Uh,
1: a really cool character, the Ice Cream Man on Legion. That was pretty cool. Uh-huh. My favorite. Um, is Abe Sapien in the Hellboy franchise. Yes, thank really you. I nice. love it. Uh, we could also mention Silver Surfer. You also appeared in another one of my favorite film franchises. You were in Batman Returns.
0: I was. I was the thin clown. Yes. It's kind of self-descriptive, but I I, I was in the Red Triangle Circus gang that always hung out with um, with Danny DeVito Mm -hmm. as the penguin. Uh
1: The Oswald Cobblepot Mm -hmm. there, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you are also a very accomplished voice actor and a contortionist, which I plan on asking you about before you get out of the uh, virtual
0: studio tonight. Okay. Okay. I'm, uh, I can't show you cause I'm not wearing pants.
1: <laughs> hey, you fit don't right worry, in. Don't worry, Daryl isn't yeah. either. <laughs> Mike's on, pants off. That's our, that's our,
0: uh, that's the way it I worse.
2: am wearing pants for the record.
0: <laughs> okay. No, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm glad one of us is. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has to keep this thing above board.
1: Uh, well, Doug, it's our honor to have you uh, with us today. Thank you for joining us.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: And, uh, I thank you for, uh, for, Sticking with us, uh, all the communication things that we've had, just uh, working against us, and, and finally we got it worked out. And I'm I'm so thrilled to be having this opportunity to uh, speak with you tonight.
0: Oh, well, well, you know, but please, if anyone if anyone is logging in for the third time to see me on this show, <laughs> I, <laughs> I apologize for the first two where I was a no show. Going, what was it today? What really? <laughs> oh, I missed it. I, I, oh, That's yeah, okay. That was last time. That's yeah.
2: We're we yeah. are just so happy to have this opportunity to just chat with you and kind of get to know you better and just talk about one of our favorite shows. So, it's, thank oh, wow. you for coming back <laughs> despite well, I all think,
0: of that. Me. This is love. This is love. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: you have so many of these iconic characters. I just mentioned a few of them in the intro that we we just gave you how did this how did this become your thing is it your thing is this do you do you really enjoy becoming and transforming into all these great characters and how did it even come about
0: Oh, uh... it's not something i ever sought out like oh, you know what i really want to pile on some latex foam rubber on my face i i i never said that out loud but uh... I really set out to be a sitcom star. I came out to Hollywood land thinking I'm a tall, skinny, goofy guy. I'd make a great next door neighbor that goes, hello, I'm here. (laughs) Or uh, an office mate that says, hey, here's an armpit fart. And uh!" (laughs) Uh, So that's kind of what I thought my career was going to be. Because my early inspirations when I was a kid were all those characters that were like uh, The goofy uh, uh, guys like um, like Don Knotts as Barney Fife, or Gomer Pyle, uh, Gilligan, uh, anything Jerry Lewis did. The whole cast of Carol Burnett, for instance, <laughs> Lucy. Uh, that the, the goofy people who made me laugh. Um, I found solace and some kind of inspiration, and in like ah, there's a place for us, <laughs> you know. So uh, that, that's that's kind of what got me started into the showbiz in the first place. Uh, the creature performing, uh, acting a- a- in, in, under heavy makeups and becoming otherworldly creatures—that was—I didn't realize that was a career option. You know, I, I, er, an, er, an early um, inspiration of mine for that, though, now that I look back, was my first horror film I ever saw was Boris Karloff as the Mummy. Also, uh, then, then finding out more about him as Frankenstein. Uh, but I saw the Mummy first, and that, that was the—that's the, my haunting black and white TV moment of uh, like as a kid going, "I can't sleep." <laughs> Um,
2: uh, and so you decided to become the monster. Or well, you know, right.
0: That's how you you You, you, you have to tackle it. your fears head <laughs> on, girlfriend. Okay, that's right, that's right. That's right. So I now, instead of having nightmares, I'm in everybody else's. So <laughs> I, that worked out well. Being a tall, skinny, goofy kid, uh, I, I, when, when I was in college, I was discovered by the mime troop there, Mime Over Matter, they called themselves. <laughs> nice. uh, and they plopped me into the mime troop very quickly because I'm this tall, skinny guy who's very expressive and yeah. bah, so that lent, lent itself very well to the mime world and, and I learned a lot about physicality and taking on a character from head to toe from that and when, what communication happens without verbal dialogue and so then you know when you're playing a creature that also has verbal dialogue, it's a complete piece now. You've got all the physicality and all of the the actor schmactor stuff that I have to do with dialogue as well and uh, uh, so I, I didn't realize that, that 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 was early training for the monster career that I've ended up having. Um,
2: wow. you know, well, you I explain it that way. way. It's super interesting, the physicality and then the, also the voice acting to go along with that because miming is very much on the opposite side oh, yeah. of oh, acting, yeah. but but it's not at the same time. I mean, right. and, it's there still acting. That,
0: and there are a lot of actors who hit their marks and, you know, they think that acting is all about the words, man, just the words, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm really intense right now because I'm saying <laughs> words, you know, uh, so, uh, Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe there's more to it. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I would, yeah, that that's interesting because one of the things that we noticed very early on with Cochise was the facial expressions, and it kind of started what get it. uh, It was what got us into learning about the way Todd Masters actually kind of came up with the idea for him, and and how it's actually a little combination of both uh, the costume, but also of incorporating your own. Uh, facial expressions into the character
0: it's a it it takes a village to make Cochise happen Um, uh, Todd Masters an old friend of mine who worked on the original Mac Tonight campaign with me that's that crescent moon Mm. that uh, that sang at a piano for McDonald's when the clock strikes hey that was you babe Um, and then uh, uh, so years later you know he's got he blossomed into his own humongous uh, creature effects shop and and uh, he got a hold of me on Facebook a couple of years ago and said, "Have you been watching Falling Skies at all? Because uh, there's a character we're going to introduce that." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes! Uh, already a fan of the show." And um, so uh, uh, it was really sweet that he uh, thought of me uh, to push me through to the producers and say, "Like, this is the guy that's got to play Cochise." Very sweet of him. Um, yeah. So it is a, a full applied makeup the uh, mask of foam latex rubber the, it's already <laughs> pre-painted pieces that goes on. But you notice those, those eyes, when when you see me on set, those eyes are kind of out here. And I'm looking uh-huh. through all the, the wrinkles and vents around his nose. Mm. So I have like a limited field of vision and it's kind of spotty. So I, that's why I have to rehearse and, and know where everything is. Before they roll those cameras, so that I have a layout of the room or the or the junk on the ground, I have to walk over, <laughs> uh, like you saw in last episode. Uh, so so it's uh, it's kind of like, Ugh. and then uh, in post production, uh, th- these eyes just stay like this all day. They're like, <laughs> yep. uh, they're beautiful, but they're like totally not creepy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So in post-production, they, um, the, the Todd Masters uh, Masters Effects, the visual department, their digital uh, uh, department, goes in and enhances what they've, what they've created on, on the practical makeup. And that would include eye movement, eye expression that I can't control from inside the mask. Okay. And they also, uh, the mask is just thick enough that it doesn't respond to every facial movement that I make. So they have to go in and uh, they don't have to, but they've chosen to really enhance this character and make him look more lifelike yeah. to go in and and uh, and help help the the mouth shape the words and and help uh, help all this kind of like respond uh, to, as well and they've done a beautiful job i that's why I'm glad it's all under one roof because master's effects digital respects maxter's effects practical so that when they work together it's a it's a nice blend of the two uh, mediums and and uh, the, the makeup is gorgeous, and the digital enhancements uh, really do bring it to life uh, in a way that I can't do from underneath the mask. I mean, I bring it to life as much as I can, mm-hmm. and they they really do are good at following my lead on my performance. They listen very well, and they, they, they see the scene developing, and they know where I'm at and what, what my intentions are, and they, they let the face follow uh, my performance originally. They've done a great job of that, uh, as a lot of effects houses are are, are tempted to overdo it a little bit because they can, they want to exercise all of that, all that they can do (laughs) digitally. And they they do a nice subtle job with coaches. It keeps them very, it keeps them very dignified and stoic, which I, which I love.
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely notice that too. So the mask does respond to some of your facial movements. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. In that it's glued around, uh, it's glued down around the bottom half of my face. So I can do, I can do some and, and I talk for myself on set. Uh, and, uh, so I can also, the big question is how do you eat in that thing?
2: And and Uh. someone will ask
0: me that while I'm talking to them. I'll be like, well, it, with the same mouth that I'm talking to you right now. So, uh, it's really kind of simple. Uh, and can you breathe? Yes. With the same mouth I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) So, so, uh, um, uh, but uh, but now then uh, another thing is I also have some denture teeth that go in that make add their little alien teeth oh, okay. and so it kind of slurs my S's a little bit mm-hmm. so with my nose covered with rubber and slurry S's there's no way we can avoid I have to go into post production and voice over myself word for word for throughout the entire season so I have wow. a lot of voice over ADR looping to do once we've done filming and uh then you notice my voice uh as Coachies is a little bit lower mm-hmm. well the reason for that is i don't I don't do this on set so much because I basically talk um uh with my own voice uh I think Cocheese's voice with uh, untreated is um it's not i i do lower it some i I try to talk like this Tom Mason and then in post production they lower oh, yeah. it a little bit more. And they add a little bit of an echo effect to make me sound a little more alieny. <laughs> and, um, so I think that That's I think it's, cool. it sounds and looks right when it all comes together.
1: It does. Now, can you speak, Volm? I mean, uh, you, your character does, but you, can you can you lay a
0: little on us? Oh my gosh! And well, you know, just in the last episode, episode four hundred nine that you just saw, I was in a lot of fun. And uh, uh, of course, at the beginning of the episode, oh. I'm I, I'm discovering something on the moon, like oh. All this time, we've <laughs> been looking around for their power source. Where's their power source? It's on the freaking moon, right? So, um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and so, finding out that like, it's just like, you know, I'm supposed to be this supreme being that has really smart and can help the humans. And I've been a jackass who's missed this obvious clue for what, a year now? <laughs> so, uh, I love how, how it all hits Coach in one moment. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, as dignifiedly as he can, cusses in Vuln and uh uh, uh well, I I forget the beginning of it but it ends with fushmok fushmok <laughs> so uh, that became that became the, the 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 rest of that episode filming uh everybody in the cast was saying fushmok every time they stubbed their toe or dropped a piece of pizza or anything nice. <laughs> definitely
2: can see that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like fracking or frac right <laughs> right mm-hmm.
1: that's that's so cool and and uh, you know in in a strange twist of events i mean things really worked out great for us to be speaking with you this week because we got more coaches after last or this week's episode than we have (laughs) you know all season so that was kind of nice actually it worked out nicely
0: they they wrote me in uh, more heavily last year uh, because i I was the new i was the new Mm -hmm. question mark last Mm -hmm. year who is he what does he want and uh, you know am i good am i bad that question remained throughout a lot of the season and uh, and but but i think i think the audience, as they were supposed to, grew to love Cochise, and oh, yes. as do I. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but yes, this year, uh, uh, you can see, like, the main Volm force has flown off to to defend our wives and kids and whatnot, where we have tucked away on another planet. Uh, because, as I said, uh, Earth is not our only battlefield with the Ashvenitom. Tom. So, OK, uh, so there's more going on out there. And so uh, but I because I have befriended these humans and love them so much uh, um, and I, I'm learning I, I've learned what humanity is. And, and that's uh, that's a piece of of the, these are relationships and things that we don't we volm don't have. And I, I kind of like it. Mm. So I think I think if, if Cochise wasn't a warrior uh, in in battle, he would probably stay in his room all day and write poetry until his mom said dinner, you know, uh, probably. <laughs> So I think that he he really connects with these humans that have art and history and and uh, music and, and he's he's enjoying this this whole thing I think so he I chose to stay uh, on Earth with my reconnaissance team which is about I think you've only seen maybe six volume at the most at one time uh, and that's about all we have right now. Uh, uh, on Earth uh, that are um, just kind of information gathering that's why the, the new look this year for me too with the hood mm-hmm. we kind of hide out in the woods and the Ishveni aren't really sure we're still here but we are <laughs> so uh, you know it's uh, it's um, there's all that going on um, and and now uh, and I, I it's, it's been funny so far this season I've come in every episode uh, for a, c- a couple minutes to go here's a piece of technology and information you'll need okay good luck I'm gone <laughs> So uh, so at least so at least this last episode, 409, um, I had I had to lead them on the little expedition to go yeah. get the um, uh, the, uh, the the ordinances that would help us dig out the Beamer until we realized, oh, the Beamer can get itself out if we just hit the right whistle or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It all worked out in the end. It all worked out in the end. Right. Uh, now that yeah. and then the next next couple episodes, we have one more episode to go. Uh, uh, one more hour uh, uh, episode next Sunday, and man is our big two hour season finale. Uh, so so what happens with this beamer? How we get it to run? or can we get it to run? Can, can we get it to respond to human command? Uh, you're going to you're going to find out. And, and and you would think that I would be the obvious choice to help to help pilot this ship because I might know more about this technology and especially my and my my cohort uh, Shaq mm-hmm. Shaq Shash is his full name. Nice.
1: Ooh, played
0: nice. by the played by the lovely John DeSantis, who is actually 610 in real life.
1: Whoa. Um,
0: Whoa. He's been he's been he's been a, uh, he's, been a uh, he's been a fun addition to the show. Uh, you know, originally they. I'm, I'm just going to talk here. Uh, originally, go <laughs> for it, man.
1: <laughs> that's what you're here for. <laughs>
0: uh, originally, they uh, they kind of wrote Kochi's last season with a lot of the moments that, that Shaq has this season, uh, which is the this like looking at humans and making a, a statement about uh, an an innocent statement in his in in our ignorance of human ways that turns out to be like a funny chuckle moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and it seems like most of the of the of the funny chuckle moments that I was given last year. Were rewritten before we went to air, so it was kind of like, oh. but but now with the addition of Shaq, I'm glad that we're finally get a, getting a Volm sense of humor from somebody on our in our race. Uh, while Coachie's has really hit, I think Coachie's hits more of a sentimental uh, note with the fans, and Shaq is more of the the the, the burly like you know. I don't get these people. Coachie's, what's your deal? Why do you like them so much? They're kind of they're kind of like idiots, but we're here to help, so whatever um so he gets to play that end of it and that's great so because I, and then and now i get to i get to keep my the charm uh th- that is that is the volman human relationship
1: it is a nice wow. dynamic between the two of you i mean you are seem to be a little bit more refined a little bit more uh, have a higher appreciation for the arts as you have said and and you seem a little bit more prim and proper at least in, in, in like in the way that you deliver lines and and shack is more of a it seems more of a Man's man, a tough guy, just go in there with brute force, and and I do. Mm-hmm. I like that it shows that the volm, because when we only had the one character of Cochise, right. it was easy for us to assume that Cochise is a is a representative of all manners of the volm, and and so now to have Shaq in there, it's really given us a, a broader understanding of of the diversity among the volm people.
0: Right, right, what right. exactly? Yeah, it's just like uh, just like there's not one human that represents all humans, mm-hmm. or is there? Right. So uh-huh. I think. I, I, so I like that they that they uh you know his markings are basically Volm for sure, but his, the shape of his face you see, you can see is more jaw heavy, and uh, and his voice is a little bit more raspy and growly. Yeah. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, he's fun. He's fun.
2: Last season, the in the finale when uh, your father, the, when Cochise's father comes into play, yes. was that a situation where you had to play both characters, or did they come up with another costume? In order for, for your father. Right.
0: Uh, I think I think <laughs> they were short on time and budget last year. Uh, and uh, that was Dougie playing both parts. Yes. Okay. I didn't um, know that. when you when you saw my dad, Was Chaab. By the way, I'm the only one in the entire Falling Skies cast and the production team really who can pronounce all of the Volm names <laughs> in their entirety. <laughs> Thank you. Because you know, uh Cochise is actually Chichok Il Sichnitch and my dad dude that is wa- so
2: awesome yeah. yeah
0: and then of course Shaq, like i said is shaq chik il Shah shash that's a lot of shishish. that's like sally sells seashells so hard to learn these uh, and my dad Waschak, was actually Waschak chaab so his was probably the easiest of all uh, and then uh, but i don't know i i i think we had one bodysuit that had to uh, i had a stunt double last year but he was wearing he was wearing like a bodysuit made for me it was like my backup one uh, so when it came to playing Waschok on film, it, uh, the easiest fix was just to have me do it. And then they they did a voiceover with an older, more, like a, an older, you know, more fatherly sounding voice uh-huh. in post-production, which I thought he would do. I forget the man's name now, too, but uh, he's a brilliant actor and he did a great, great job with Waschak's voice. Um, but I did affect a different physicality for him to make him a little bit more older, and more regal and uh, and, uh, you know, I, I guess more, more stiffer, more little, because yeah. he he's really really set in the way because he is the leader of the Volm people now, and uh, so so in that whole misunderstanding, I, I, that was so interesting to have daddy issues with myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, hi dad, these are my new friends. Don't you like them? And then I, and I had to you know. Do a quick makeup and costume change. Like they they changed. They did have a different face built for me, so we they would take the face plate off and put another one on that was glued on with more wrinkle and more more jowl and and then change my costume accents up a little bit. And then uh, I would come back on the other side of the scene and be like, "Oh, son, we don't do it that way," you know, or whatever. So it's like, oh, god. It was like like the old Patty Duke show where she played cousins, you know that were uh, they're identical cousins, you yeah. know. It
2: happens. Everybody yes. can just accept it.
0: I'm getting text messages. Sorry. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, okay.
2: okay. I I remember reading early this season on Greg Beeman's blog that you had played both characters. So I had gone back to that finale and looked for signs that it was you in both costumes, and they did they did a really good job of making it very distinguished between the two of you. And that was actually going to be one of my questions was, what was it like actually having to portray physically both sides of that relationship? So very interesting. I almost
0: had a stroke over it. I was so stressed out because the amount of dialogue uh, in that season finale last year was, oh, God. I mean, (laughs) well, coaches was in most of the episode and then adding the dad to it and then having conversations with myself Paragraphs long because the VOLM, they're not short on words as you've noticed <laughs> when we come in it's like well here's information information exposition exposition and and uh, they they write me with with sentence structure that doesn't just trip off the tongue you know what I mean
1: <laughs> yeah so with you you mentioned a little bit ago the the volms family. Uh, has been, they, most of the VOLM have gone back to try to to protect your family. Are you? Do you hope that 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 will tie in at some point? Do, have you had any of those conversations? Will the, will the humans be out there trying to help the VOLM with, with their, save their people at some point? Or, or what's your
0: feelings mm. on that? No. <laughs> How's that for a good answer?
2: Okay. <laughs> hey, we like straightforward. Sure. That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, uh, that, that hasn't been, that hasn't been discussed or hinted at to me, yeah. but, you know, but again, the, uh, I'm, I'm kind of like being that I was added to the show in season, season three, mm. I, I kind of felt, I, I still kind of feel like the new guy for some reason, even though I'm going into my third season now when we start, uh, number five, um, in a few weeks, we're going to go, we're going back to Vancouver. Uh, I think cameras roll September 15th. So very oh, wow. excited. Yeah but but i'm i I get my information about what's coming for coaches and the volm one episode at a time, just like you do, but i I you know a year earlier right. so i i I will be looking at a script uh, as they come out going, okay, who dies this week and <laughs> uh, can we talk about how many deaths there have been this year o m g yeah, yeah. Uh, people be dying yeah was it right? was it really
2: sad to say goodbye to some of those actors
0: oh oh, oh yes, i think I think. Uh, you know, of course, it's hard to say goodbye to any We we become a family when we, when yeah. we work together like that. Um, Tector dying, oh, oh those, that was He's Still my heart. Of he's uh, he's going to be in the Worlds of Warcraft movie now, so he's he's got a really good gig. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad, you know, I'm glad he's freed up to do that now. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the real gut wrencher for us was losing Seychelles, uh as as mm-hmm. Uh in such a surprise moment too. It's like. You know, just like out of there wasn't much of a buildup. Just like we knew she went off the rails a little bit this year with her like hippie. (laughs) I'm just like, you know, I'm adoring uh, Lexi and all that she is. And like, this is the new way. Hey. And, you know, so so that that was like and and I thought she played it brilliantly. She's she's played an awful lot of colors over the seasons of this show. Uh, Everything from being possessed with the bugs last year and and uh you know all all the colors and growth she's gone through. she's such a great actress, so uh so this this new this new color of her coming out, and then all of a sudden in in one fell swoop and she's dead. It was like how and it was at the beginning of that episode too, yeah. so you're so we're like when I got that script, I was like, oh no, uh-huh oh." Ah! <laughs> so yeah so we all uh, everyone in the cast like basically sent text messages and, and calls to say right away to go honey are you okay oh this is so hard it's so hard yeah <laughs> she
2: did make it into the fourth season of a sci-fi show <laughs> oh yeah no absolutely no yeah it's, it's no I, but
1: I mean, yeah yeah it's still hard you're right though that was a that was a very hard episode to watch because we did lose so many of our of our characters that we've known from the beginning, you know, and, and Tector was another didn't one. We of those. Didn't it. we
0: lose? Uh, uh, and we lost uh, uh, Sean Robert Leonard that night too. We, didn't, yes. we, didn't we mean, sure did. Yeah. Oh gosh. I too. love him. Yeah. wasn't it Wasn't he great to watch? Oh, he's yes. so great. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, he was one of those that it was. It was fun when he got to come on screen because we didn't get enough of him. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I don't think I've seen um, him in anything but House either, uh, the oh. actor. So it was really cool to see him portray a very. I mean, still technically a doctor but very different type of character than
1: super
0: different yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: well, can you tease the last couple of episodes i'll, I'll say a couple of episodes because there it's a two-night thing that we have two nights of falling skies left so can anything you can tease without spoiling or should we just wait
0: uh this is like I, yeah, uh, yeah yeah well i think i think everything i told you so far well you know but first of all We're going to the moon is probably the most preposterous thing we ever saw. It's like, (laughs) you know, everybody. It's like I was thinking to myself, like, is this where we jump the shark? Is this where it's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but I, uh, you know, what they're going to make they're going to make this whole this whole notion work somehow. They Hmm. are, and it's and and it comes to a a great a great thing. Yeah, Lexi, of course, Tom and Tom and. um, Anne's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, who has grown up quite fast, I might add, played by Scarlet Burns so, so beautifully. But she's like the key new player this year. Like I remember last year I was I was the loose cannon on deck this year. It's absolutely her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she comes into play and, and will be a, a, a key player, a key instrument in in this in the finale, for sure. For absolute sure. Um, mm. We, we um, you know. Um uh, and in in a good way or a bad way I that I can't tell you any of that Coca, I don't want to know
1: that I think that's the, yeah, the fun yeah, is the I, suspense of it yeah that's yeah. perfect
0: yeah. yeah and um it looks like I'm going to be an important part of of the of this this attempted mission to the moon and you'll see you'll see what happens there too will I or will I not accompany the team to the moon I'll leave you with that question hmm. I can was-
2: Volmer breathe out in space are they like human is there you don't well, know
0: well, you know, if we can breathe, uh, if we can breathe chlorine, as was discussed mm-hmm. in the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, why not no air at all? Sure, we thrive in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was working no, off the but,
1: assumption that either you or Shaq would accompany the humans, just because of you're the only ones that have been in space of our little band of heroes. But uh, right.
0: we'll see. Right. right. Yeah. So they, they, it does make perfect sense. Yeah. And and uh, so that is brought up. As The first question, well, of course, Coaches is going right, <laughs> uh, so so let let's uh, I will let um, I will let the, the next two up. Ep- the next two nights of falling skies, let you uh, you, I'll, I'll let that speak for itself on what happens there if I can go and the wise, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Deal.
2: I think good. we are both okay with that, definitely. We, we've, ju- we've been talking the last couple weeks about how Daryl has been spoiled by the previews for the next week. And you know how like the previews are a little bit misleading and that they show you a lot of key moments, but really right. don't give you an accurate. Yeah. So one liners. Yep. Yeah, I, do, I, I'm able to turn it off before the previews begin, but apparently he can't reach over his bowl of popcorn or something. So oh,
1: <laughs> I got it turned off this week.
2: Okay. good. It was great. <laughs> That's good, right. good job. Yeah. So, yeah. So we are very okay with that. we just, uh, it, yeah, I, I, I think it's enough for us to know that Lexi is coming back because we didn't get her at all in this last episode and. It's, right. She's going to be a key component, and that's that's all we really want out of the season is Lexi to actually come to something right. in the mm-hmm. end. Right.
0: Yeah. right. 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 Right.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a couple questions from listeners, if you don't mind.
0: Oh, great. Bring them. Bring it on. Bring it. All I, right. I hope I have answers for listeners.
2: <laughs> okay. So Barb asks, if you were writing for your character, what emotional aspect would you explore, and where would you take him?
0: Hmm. If I was writing for him, uh, because of this new connection to the humans, um, it it has not been discussed. The only hint I gave of women and children in our race uh, was when I talked about our broodmates and hatchlings on another planet somewhere, and that's why the mothership had to leave. Mm -hmm. And that was in episode one this season, right? Mm Ah, uh, when I finally, when I finally appear, and Tom was like, "Where you been? Oh, it's about time! You know, we're all been in prison, you know." <laughs> and I show up going like, "Tom, Tom, there's been other things going on in the universe." So, uh, so, uh, so it hints that, that that we have broodmates and hatchlings as a race somewhere. Somewhere, I would like, I would love, love to explore. Uh, Everyone has such great family moments on the show, except for Coches. You you hint that the way I have my daddy issues. We saw me with my dad last season at the the finale. My daddy issues will be addressed (laughs) uh, and hinted at another time uh, in these next two nights. All right, but. Uh, but I, but, but that's all like what that that's me as a kid. Um, but I think I've been around if I'm, if I've rised, if I have risen to the level of command that I am with the Volm, I must be old and mature enough to have broodmates and hatchlings of my own. Right. Yeah. Uh, or, or do I, or don't I, or or am I, or am I the more artistic one who, who never followed the volm way all the way and and I've just been holding off as a single fellow all this time maybe he's going to connect with I would love to see him connect with someone on earth so that so that if we finally get this battle resolved and and earth is free again at the end of season 5 next year maybe uh maybe coach uh, says dad you know has a heart to heart with dad and, and and was talk to Alvin and, and we, we, we work it out, we work out our issues. And then, uh, and we say a nice teary farewell. And I stay here with my new human friends and, uh, and maybe, uh, fall in love with, I don't know, a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's spin what I want. Up. Dude. That's what up. I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah.
1: great answer. Ruthie asked if you were playing, if you were not playing Cochise, uh, which character would you pick to play
0: uh, on falling skies, I yes. presume so, yes because uh, otherwise it would be mork uh from mork and mindy oh, uh, but yeah. uh, but but Robin Williams did that so beautifully, you but did. i would love to I would love to have that kind of talent, you know, bless his heart uh on falling skies, if I was not coaches, who would I want to play um, every the thing is everyone on the show is such a badass and uh and uh uh, uh uh you
2: you can say like a type of character or a combo of characters you can make up your own character if you want
0: hey that's not a bad idea well you know what i love I, I i love the fresh addition of mira sorvino to our cast in this season 4 um, she's, she's brought a sassiness and a sense of humor that it's nice to have those comedic moments in such a dark, dark, dark show. Mm-hmm. So I would like to, there you go. I'd like to be that guy who's been holding up somewhere at the, in, in the penthouse level of some old brick apartment in New York city and they never found him. Uh, and he's been, um, eating stray cats or something this entire time. <laughs> uh, so that's how he survives, I guess. And uh, and uh, and he has feline – oh, Ben, because of this, okay, uh, he has feline uh, <laughs> personality traits coming out, and he's becoming a bit of a hybrid. <laughs> ah. And then this is the oh, beginning. Oh, this is
1: like the origin story of Thundercats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure. And so when the second mass finds me – the the question uh, will will come up, uh, you know. Do we do we do a mercy killing just to put him out of his misery and ours, or do we put him in a cage, or do we just get him a scratching post and let him uh, and get and a bowl of food? Right. This is a great a stuff, Doug. You're, you're you really need us up. to
2: pitch this for next season. <laughs> I think because then because then like you know in the episode last season, uh, strange brew when you actually appeared as yourself instead of in costume. Wasn't you that a totally, You could totally appear as this random person they find in New York after all of the conflict has been resolved.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I, I, I then I really am that professor from the university, like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Minneapolis, Jacksonville, or
0: whatever. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right, right. It wasn't right, Minneapolis. Right, was, it was. It was Chicago uh, and,
2: uh, Chicago, Chicago, Jacksonville or Boston. Yeah. Jacksonville
0: or Boston. Yeah. Isn't that right? I think so. I think so. All right.
2: And finally, Mike is asking about Legion. He's wondering, which character do you find creepier, Pale Man or Ice Cream Man?
0: Oh, Pale Man, hands down. (laughs) Uh, 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 Yeah, Ice Cream Man was absolutely uh, creepy, of course, uh, and terrifying as he stepped out of his um, ice cream truck and uh but that that was more of a uh, i was a human being that was working uh, that had been possessed by an angel who you know that the whole story of legion is that a, a legion of angels is taking over human beings one at a time and making them sort of self-destruct and then attack each other and sort of like it was kind of a, a a parallel of the telling of the flood with you know Noah's flood story from mm-hmm. uh from the bible but like it was it was it was uh, legion was more of a if we were living, if we're living here in modern times, but we didn't have uh, a New Testament, we're still living in Old Testament times. Would we mm. be? Would, would our society be ready for and, and, and deserving of another flood? That was the question that Legion posed. Uh, so so I thought uh, there was some there was some theology and some controversy over that movie in general. Uh, and the Ice Cream Man was just like a, a poor soul who got you know who was who was being destructed. The pale man uh, on the other hand uh, was uh, was uh, he, he's just like where did he come from? we don't know, but he sits in this under in this cha- tomb like chamber of his own full of food that he doesn't eat uh, He eats the children who come uh, after the food and I just like the 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 visuals in that scene uh, in pan 's labyrinth of of the uh, pile of, of shoes that I've collected off of the children that I've eaten over the years, the paintings that are up on the wall uh, of, of like showing scenarios of me stabbing and uh, consuming children uh, through the ages, who knows how long I've been around and, and the sagginess of my, I, I was bony, bony thin, but had sagging skin that denotes I might've been big and fat, full of children at some point. And it's been maybe years that I've been sitting here quietly, you know, just like I was deteriorating and and, uh, sagging back into a skinny beast. So so when when that wakes up and it's coming after you because it's hungry, uh, that was that was a whole new kind of nightmare that I that no one was expecting. And um, so this image, uh, you know, ends up on. I don't know four magazine covers that year mm-hmm. and uh yeah, that that was an iconic moment and a life changing movie for me now, well you know in Labyrinth, I also played the fawn el fauno so i I was very very invested as an actor in that movie uh so so i yeah, I would say uh the pale man is a much stronger memory for me both both fearfully and and uh, and career wise really
2: mm-hmm. is that a hard character for you to get into like does it i mean it, what is the kind of process that goes into that? Because you know, you hear all those stories about um, Heath Ledger get, getting so into the Joker and just throwing himself into that and not being able to cope, and it worries me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think bad guys, you know, when you to play a bad guy, uh, you have to understand that bad guys don't know they're bad guys. They're all just surviving like anybody else. Okay. So. Uh so I have to find I have to find the human sympathetic side of every character I play no matter even if it's a a slithery lizard guy from another world who wants to just munch on your mother um I have to find like his motivation for that like is he just like really wanting is he is he twisting his mustache going I will create evil today uh I don't think so I don't know if anybody does that outside the cartoons really I think everyone is just finding their own way to survive and making justifications for that way um so yeah I, I don't I don't know I am it's unfortunate that Heath Ledger took on such a, a dark uh, place a, a, as an actor you do you do want to let a character channel himself through you and play himself through your your instrument uh-huh. absolutely I get that um but but when it's time to yell cut for the end end shot of the day and you can like who detox and go home and let it go for a minute before you come back the next day and, and ramp up again? I, maybe Heath didn't 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 afford himself that luxury of letting mm-hmm. go of it overnight. I mean, he may not have. Uh, for me, it's like uh, you know, I, I'm pretending and playing make believe. I think that's what Drew draws a lot of us to the showbiz is yeah. that we you knew playing dress up as kids and uh, and uh, I'm a sheriff today and you're a bad bad man. I'm gonna get my little plastic handcuffs. Well, that sounds like it's going a different direction, but you know what I'm saying.
2: You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Well, no, that that is it's good to know because I'm sure that everybody's style is a little bit different, but it's
0: Yeah. Every actor's process is completely different, so I would never begrudge or say he was doing it wrong oh, or anything. Oh, of course
2: making. not. Yeah. I was because curious, that was the most yeah. brilliant
0: performance ever, right? It was right. gorgeous.
2: <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: So you're wow. getting ready to head back to Vancouver. Are there so to start work on the what will be the final season of Falling Skies? What are, yes. what else have you been working on or, or will you, do you have some projects lined up after you finish your falling skies, uh, duties? And and so what, where else can we expect to see you?
0: Oh my goodness. I, uh, I, you know, when you're working on a TV show and you, and you, and they give you a break for a hiatus between seasons, you're supposed to have a break for hiatus. I have not hiated at all. <laughs> um, I, um, I, Oh, I'm tired. I need a nap. Okay. I am, uh, I, 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 went, I went directly from Vancouver last uh, when we wrapped season 4 in February I ran right over to Toronto and I filmed um, a few weeks on Crimson Peak Guillermo del Toro's next uh, uh, dark movie uh, it's a haunted house story that takes place in Victorian England starring oh a huge cast Tom Hiddleston uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy uh, Jessica Chastain and a chameleon-like actress who you know her from The Help and from Mama, uh, and also Mia Wasikowska, your very own Alice in Wonderland. Uh, she uh, she's the lead of the movie. It's her story basically, and um, and she is lured to this uh, into a marriage that, that ends up being not healthy for her. Mm. Uh, so so uh, it's it's a it's a gorgeous story and a, and it's a, g- a gorgeous backdrop and del, very very Guillermo del Toro ish. Uh, You know, and this is my fifth movie with him now. So to play, uh, I I asked him, I told him, you know, Guillermo, I'm going to be doing a lot of press for Falling Skies this summer. So uh, what can I tell people when they ask about Crimson Peak? And he said, well, okay, tell them that it's a haunted house story. And what the F do they think you played? (laughs) (laughs) So, so that's, uh, that's all I can tell you about what I do in the movie. What the F do you think I play? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then also uh, he he has a new TV show on now. Uh, uh, It's actually a competing show with Falling Skies. Same exact time slot, Sunday nights at 10 um, on the FX channel called The Strain. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did do a guest cameo in the season finale of The Strain. So uh, that should be, though, that's going to be long after Falling Skies has gone off this year. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll, be, it'll be weeks after uh, the, our, our last episode of Falling Skies. So um, anyway, but, but I can't, and again, I'm sworn to secrecy. All I can say is that when you see my character on film in the Strains finale this year, uh, it'll be a moment where you go, oh, cool. And then you'll say, then you'll say, Oh, we're gonna see more of him later. Well, oh, okay. that was my next
1: question. It just got picked up for season two, so I was hoping that so that, that would mean. Uh,
0: so now, now the question remains: Can I do any more of season two? Because they had to wait for me to do that. Uh, that's why I had to run d- directly from like wrapping Falling Skies, getting on a plane the next day to Toronto. Oh. It was that close of, of a call. Wow. So this coming year, I don't, I don't know when I'm going to be able to reprise that role for the strain with falling skies back in production again and, and me being rather beholden to them, you know, mm, of course, sure, that's my first contract. So, uh, so there's that, but I also, and I've done, uh, so this the rest of the summer I, I do my, I do a string. I, I have this problem. I can't say no very well. Uh, I'm getting better at it. So, but I, I, I can, I'm a little more picky and choosy now than I used to be, but uh, I spent the spring and summer doing a lot of, uh, a lot of indie work, uh, as well. I did, uh, I did maybe three different web series that I show up in and uh, I I think three other feature films uh, that – everything from a mafia dramedy to a space movie called Space Command uh, in which I play an android and – oh, there's got to be something more. There's more – uh, I also was a guest judge on uh, on season six of, of Face Off, that makeup competition mm-hmm. show yes. on the Sci-Fi channel. And, um, you know, I'm not supposed to tell you anything more, uh, but, uh, you know, season eight's coming. So that's all.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. You. Uh, and
0: then I also did a uh, – I also played a monster in an, in an anti-smoking commercial. Uh, so I, I just, I've just, you know, sent, spent the spring and summer doing one little job after another, uh, being very busy. And I did 10 conventions and, and film festivals this, this summer. Oh, man. So I was flying around quite a bit, um, I, I, traveling, overlapping with filming, overlapping with more traveling. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm kind of like now I'm tired and I have, I have August pretty much off. I've been home this month. But um, so we got my brother-in-law married. I was the best man at his wedding. I got my colonoscopy. So everything's <laughs> oh, good there. Wow. Great. Great news. Right? Yeah. Clean got on the inside dental,
2: and the out. <laughs>
0: got some dental work done, Ooh. right? So I'm, I'm taking care of me. Okay. Yeah.
2: Good. Yeah. What about uh DragonCon next weekend? Are you doing that?
0: Uh, not, I'm, not, I'm not able to go. I know some from the cast are going. I didn't. I don't know which, which members. Do you, do you know who's going to be there?
2: I know Connor Jessup at least. Uh, I can't remember... Who else? Maybe uh, Sarah Carter. I can't. Okay. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just remember be- uh, Connor Jessup being added to the list.
0: Okay, there you go. Well, because yeah. I, I um, I'll bet maybe maybe Drew Roy too. Maybe, maybe yeah, I words. think so. Yeah. I think I think Connor and Drew are represented by the same appearance manager. Um, okay. I was at Dragon Con last year, and they, yes. they usually don't have me come back two years in a row. Oh. So, uh, the Falling Skies panel done last year was uh, I was on that along with Peter Shinkoda mm-hmm. from uh, seasons one and two. And uh, I'm going to forget her last name, but her first name is Luvia. Uh, short, blonde haired. Yeah. I'm sorry?
2: Peterson. Peterson.
0: There you go. Uh, yes, yes, and she she played the. Um, she did two episodes with us in season three. Oh yeah. Um, and so, we're uh, huge so fans we, of hers. We, Yeah, we are. Oh, she's she's wonderful, and she's also yeah. on what Continuum now, yes. right? Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. She's great and uh, great voice, great great persona. Yep. Uh, so she, um, the three of us were on the panel along with Kevin Grazier, who is our scientific advisor on the show. Boy, is he a smart yeah. man! Oh yeah. my gosh and talking to him is you know is 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 eye opening with like you know he did he he kind of did give me a little side about the 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 backstory relationship between the volm and the Ishveni. Mm. so there there is a bigger there is a bigger purpose to this whole earth takeover there's a reason for it that that you'll that will be dis- we're not going to discover the whole reason for it this year Next season five, they should tie up all those loose ends and bring us to a conclusion where it'll answer all your questions about why this ever happened in the first place, excellent, and what 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 the Volman and Esveni history has been together and, and why we're at odds with each other and all that. So mm. next year, next year is going to be our big year for that.
2: I love it when all my questions are answered.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, I, know.
2: No.
0: <laughs> I, I I'm just glad. I'm glad we're going into season five, knowing mm-hmm. that it's our last, because yes. the writers yes. can bring us to a conclusion, as opposed to you guys have been canceled, you know, and you're halfway done with what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: that's a treat. <laughs> but the humans aren't safe yet. Yeah,
0: okay. no, I know, I know, Save I know.
2: Humans.
1: Yeah. Well, Doug, it has been a absolute treat speaking with you. I know we took more time than what we had said, and I appreciate you allowing us that extra time. But I, I would love for people if. To, to be able to communicate with you in, in whatever way that you would would like them to. So if you have, I know you're active on Twitter. If you have a website or Facebook or however you um, you know uh, carry your pigeon, whatever it is you like to connect with with people, yeah. could you could you uh, share that? Well,
0: the easiest way to find me in, in all the social medias is if you if you do a search for actor Doug Jones. Uh, uh, that, uh, that's my Twitter handle at actor Doug Jones. That is my Instagram handle at actor Doug Jones. Uh, and, uh, that's also my Tumblr at actor Doug Jones. Um, Tumblr. Yeah. The kids are using the Tumblr now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and on, on Facebook, my personal page is at its friendship limit. I only, you, you can hit the follow button if you find me there. But, uh, if you, if you also find my verified, uh, fan page, that's the one with the blue check mark, that's yep. me. Um, and I run both of those myself, my personal and my, and my fan page. I put the same posts on both. So it doesn't matter which one you follow. Very nice. LinkedIn as well. If yeah. anyone uses LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I good do. luck on that. I don't know if
1: Emily yeah. does. Yeah. Well, excellent. And we will have the links to all of those in our show notes area for this episode. This is going to be episode number 11 of Berserker Cast. So you can go over to goldenspiralmedia.com, check out episode 11, and we'll have all the links over to Doug's social existence. Doug, you've been a treat. Thank you so much.
2: It's been
0: a pleasure well, I, I speaking with you. I hope it was worth waiting uh, 17 course. weeks for after. after <laughs> <and the failed laughs>
1: oh, it hasn't been that long. No, <laughs> I,
2: it was. No, it. We, yeah. we we're just uh, so happy to have the pleasure of speaking with you. So just thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule. And sorry that you had to sacrifice some of your downtime for us, but we appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you too. Big love for you both. Ah, bye, 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 <laughs> bye, bye. 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 Bye.
1: Well, that was awesome. He's so energetic and so delightful to talk to. I and uh, if you didn't catch the live show, because he was on video with us too, and watching his facial expressions and the things that he was doing was just as entertaining as listening to him describe it all.
2: Oh, seriously! Just the his presence is. Is, is his whole person. I mean, I think we'll be able to, I think listeners will be able to pick up on a lot of his nuances and his unique little quirks just because of how animated his voice is, but there is, there's something so unique about the way he just uses his whole physique yeah. to speak, and that rhymed incidentally. But <laughs> you can definitely hear that he is a character actor. He has that background in miming and in contortionism, It just, it all forms this wonderful package that is Doug Jones.
1: Yeah, indeed. I can't wait to see what he brings to the screen the rest of the season and next season. So we at least know that he survives the finale. Yes, (laughs)
2: Yes, <laughs>
1: which That's is a great news. Yeah, That's a
2: very good point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we would love for you to connect with us on social media. You can do that on Facebook at facebook.com slash golden spiral media. And of course you can connect with us on Twitter at GSM podcasts.
2: Send us in your feedback about uh, what, uh, what you thought about Doug Jones and some of his, the comments that he made about uh, the Volm or the Ashveni. What? What else do we need to ask him next season maybe? But uh, you can do that by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and either leaving us a written feedback or uploading your own audio file. But we usually record on Tuesdays at 8, 7 central. So yeah, get it in well before that and we'll love to include it on the show
1: indeed well that's going to wrap it up for this episode of berserker cast we'll be back next week as we discuss the i guess it's kind of the penultimate episode it's the penultimate evening yeah of uh, falling skies and of course as we said in the our episode discussion of this week's episode next week is called drawing straws and until then
2: remember that it's always easy to get carried off by aliens
1: and resistance is never ever futile